Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Tuesday. I had to think there for a minute. Uh, a fantastic Tuesday, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis, and we have got a lot to die into, but uh, dive into. Hopefully, not die into. Uh, right off the top fanduel.com slash clay if you want to get hooked up with up to a thousand dollars no risk wager fanduel.com slash clay let me repeat that one more time fanduel.com slash clay no risk wager you can go sign up if your state hasn't officially allowed sports gambling but Tennessee, Michigan, Virginia, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, West Virginia, Colorado, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania all 10 of those states now officially allow sports gambling New York, Arizona, North or South Dakota I'm not sure which of them Maryland, Louisiana all of those going to allow sports gambling in the near future you should go ahead and sign up so that when your state goes live you'll be able to bet the minute that it does FanDuel.com slash Clay. All right. I want to start with a lesson. For everybody out there who is somewhat intrigued by the absurdity of cancel culture coming for sports. What we just saw over the weekend is a great example of what happens if you just essentially ignore all the demands for cancel culture to triumph the Masters. All week long, all week before that there was massive amounts of attention on the Masters boycotts oh they shouldn't be playing some people even ridiculously argued that the Masters needed to be moved which is completely impossible and then what happened? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday a golf tournament happened not a particularly entertaining golf tournament by the way Hideki Matsuyama never really challenged other than for about 20 minutes on Sunday maybe by Xander Shuffley yet all of the Masters complaints disappear. And this is one where I think so many sports leagues so many sports figures so many teams they all have rabbit ears because it's never been easier because everybody has their phone to see everybody saying every single thing about you all day long and if you listen too carefully with those rabbit ears then you end up overreacting to minor stories turning them into bigger stories. Now, that's fine if you just want to be entertaining or if you just enjoy throwing punches all day long But if you're running a sports league or a team or you're an athlete or you're someone that's in the public eye I have a suggestion for you. Do less. Do less. Don't do more. Do less. There is almost no controversy out there that lasts more than 24 hours. If you do nothing and just wait for the controversy to go away even though it may seem difficult it will vanish almost always within 24 hours. And it may come back up and be a big story for 24 hours again. But it's almost unheard of unless you're facing serious criminal jeopardy for a story to last more than 24 hours. And to me, everyone should use the Masters as a proxy for this. The Masters really didn't do anything. 
they put on a golf tournament and do you know what happened? Cancel culture lost. If you're a comedian, if you're an entertainer, if you're an athlete and people get mad at you for one day they may take shots at you on Twitter and then if you don't say anything the story just goes away because the Twitter mob moves on to something new because they have very short attention spans and they don't actually care about what they are claiming to be outraged by it essentially ends in 24 hours. Trust me I have been through the spin cycle before. Oh my God! Clay Travis said X! Can you believe it? I kind of enjoy all the controversy but it goes away in 24 hours. Even if you want to fight it even if you want to inflame it it goes away in 24 hours. So if you react to the cancel culture mob you embolden them If you ignore them they move on to somebody else who's weaker and has no spine. That's what Major League Baseball uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred should have done. He should have recognized that there was no substance to this at all. Moved on. Maybe a couple of players decide not to play at the All-Star game. Maybe you have to replace a manager. So what? No one cares. That happens all the time. Every year in the NFL half the dudes who get invited to the Pro Bowl don't show up. The All-Star game the guys didn't want to play in the NBA this year the only reason they showed up was because they would have gotten fined contractually if they hadn't played. If people don't want to play a Major League Baseball All-Star game don't let them. Let them choose to take the day off. It's no big deal. Story would have gone away would have lasted one day instead Major League Baseball has created an intriguing storyline here where they have made everything so political that I saw that Josh Hawley from Missouri Ted Cruz from Texas are introducing a Major League Baseball bill that would strip away the antitrust exemption that Major League Baseball has right now in Congress. This is what happens when you find yourself in a situation such as this and there is a major situation that arises surrounding it. All right, It may exist for a short period but then it is gone forever and you are able to move forward without having to worry about it at all I'm telling you right now this is the reality of one of the major mistakes that I see happening over and over and over again you overreact and you create a bigger issue for yourself than would have existed if not for that decision. So that is where we are right now with Hawley and Cruz and the Major League Baseball antitrust exemption. Uh, Also There are a bunch of other stories out there that are continuing to unspool. Uh, The Julian Edelman retirement. Julian Edelman has retired. I asked you guys over 40 some odd thousand of you whether or not he was a uh, whether or not he was a uh, Hall of Famer or not and by massive magnitudes you guys said that he was not. 70% to 30% you voted against the idea of Julian Edelman being a Hall of Famer and to me this balances down to one kind of significant test here. Do you compare Julian Edelman with his postseason career in which case he is second all-time in catches and he's second all-time in yards and he won the Hall of uh, sorry won the uh, MVP of the Super Bowl 53 or in which case he's clearly a Hall of Famer or do you compare his regular season performance in which case he is clearly not a Hall of Famer? That is a question that is out there. To me, he is a Hall of Famer for purposes of postseason career. He is not for purposes of regular season career. And 
I saw a good question and I do think it is a fantastic one. Uh, Colin Cowherd asked, do you think Julian Edelman would trade his career with Calvin Johnson? The answer is, of course he wouldn't and I bet Calvin Johnson would trade his career with Julian Edelman in a heartbeat making big-time plays at big-time moments in big-time games is what ultimately leads to you being remembered as an incredible playmaker. I would say this about Julian Edelman. It's amazing the difference between Major League Baseball and NFL. Julian Edelman gets performance-enhancing drugs, tests positive for them, and as a result, he misses some games. He still wins Super Bowl MVP that year. Nobody even talks about it when he retires. If you are a Major League Baseball player and you test positive then as you go forward it's all anybody talks about for the rest of your career. The difference between the way that we treat these guys is pretty monumental and massive but I will remember Julian Edelman fondly. What I would also say is Tom Brady's excellence I think actually works against Julian Edelman here because Brady right now only has two skill position guys that are 100% bona fide Hall of Famers. Uh, Rob Gronkowski at tight end and Randy Moss at wide receiver. Obviously he's gotten to play with Gronk for much of his career only got a couple of years with Randy Moss. That's going to be it I think guys for skill position players that are going to make the NFL uh, Hall of Fame that were affiliated with Brady and so I think a lot of people see Julian Edelman and they say oh the reason why Julian Edelman has had success is because of his partnership with Tom Brady Uh, and that actually might work against him but again postseason yes Hall of Fame regular season no not a Hall of Famer. Uh, A couple of other stories that are out there. Will Smith the actor who got jiggy with it back in the day he is moving his movie outside the state of Georgia over the voting rights bill. It's going to cost around 15 million dollars to do so and here's something that is interesting I was reading over the weekend the Washington Post said that the new Georgia voting bill will actually expand access to more voters. The New York Times said it's unlikely that any voters are actually going to lose their ability uh, to vote as a result of uh, this bill. And yet the overall story out there nobody looks at the facts and Will Smith and Major League Baseball and all these people trying to virtue signal for the larger community as a whole on social media are making irrational decisions that are not supported by the most basic foundational principles of the law at play here. This is utterly ridiculous the decision that is being made by Will Smith. Uh, Johnson & Johnson uh, the vaccine has been pulled from distribution so here's the deal. I was supposed to go get my Johnson & Johnson vaccine literally today. My wife signed me up I said I had three categories. I wanted all the people who were actually at risk from COVID elderly, people with suppressed immune systems people with extreme obesity I wanted all those people at risk to go first. They are the ones who actually have danger from COVID. I said I didn't want there to be a wait at all. I hate lines. I'm not going to wait. And I said I want to do a one shot. I'm not signing up to go get multiple shots. I'm not doing any of that. So I was signed up today at 11.30 Central Time at my local Publix I was going to walk in and get the vaccine. Uh, Why was I going to get the vaccine? Well because I think ultimately that uh, there are going to be things that I want to do in my profession because there are so many Corona bros that you're going to have to be vaccinated to be able to do. And I'm not afraid of COVID. I've been talking about it for a year. If you're under the age of 50 and you are otherwise healthy you're under greater danger 
driving to and from work than you are from COVID. And so uh, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is now being pulled. They're going to uh, re-engage and look at all the data on it. Uh, But this ties in with something in the world of sports that I was already thinking about. The Bills and the Sabres, I believe it's Erie County, are now saying that only vaccinated fans should be able to go to games and they're going to check and see whether or not you've gotten your vaccine. I disagree with this on a fundamental level. I don't think it makes sense for uh, fans to have to have vaccinations in order to go to games. There are far more dangerous uh, illnesses that we have been vaccinating for for a long time. So far as I know, there's never been any pro sports venue that has ever checked to see if there's a vaccine there. And if you are afraid, you have been vaccinated and there is virtually no risk to you, if you don't want to be vaccinated, I don't understand why you can't make that choice as it pertains to COVID. Maybe you've already had it. And so you are not concerned because you believe you have natural immunity. Maybe you are a kid. Uh, maybe you are not yet turned 18. Maybe you are just super healthy. Maybe you have some sort of other immuno-related issues that make vaccinations. Maybe it's religious. Whatever it is, I disagree with the idea that the Bills and the Sabres are going to limit access to only those who have been vaccinated. And let me say this. Do you know what I had to provide in order to get a vaccination if I had gone based on the email I received? A photo ID and an insurance card. Is that racist? I thought photo IDs were racist. That's what everybody's been saying about the Georgia voting bill. Yet in order to get a vaccine at Publix here in the state of Tennessee they said I needed to show up with a photo ID and proof of insurance. And I haven't heard a single person argue that it's racist in order for you to need to have a ID to get your vaccine. I also haven't heard anybody argue uh, that requiring vaccinations is the vaccination cards and everything else is unfair, right? If it's unfair to have to have a license to vote how is it fair to have to have a license to be able to go into a football stadium or a hockey rink? I think it's really interesting and engaging in many ways. Finally, I believe you pronounce her name Talib, Rashida Talib. she's a congresswoman says that there should be no more police and no more incarceration as a result of the Minneapolis riots that are going on over uh, the man who was shot unintentionally thought there was a taser gun being used instead it was a regular gun. Look, I think that the police officer in question here should have consequences for uh, her behavior. When you make an error like this you should be criminally and potentially civilly liable here. But just because one police officer makes a mistake we consistently stereotype all police based on one police error. Here it seems very clear that this was an unintentional act. And as a result the idea that you would argue for no more police or no more incarceration is patently absurd. The reason why we need police and incarceration is because there are lots of criminals in the United States of America. And if we allow them to run rampant there will be limited protection for all of the good people white, black, Asian, and Hispanic and beyond who are out there and need police support. So defund the police is the dumbest political argument of the 21st century. Taking it a step beyond defunding police and arguing in favor of no more police and no more incarceration period takes that to the next level and it is even more of an insane argument 
Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib should be uh, ashamed of the absurdity of her argument that she is making right now about no more police and no more incarceration and again anyone who is arguing in favor of this lacks a functional brain. All right, I got to get ready for TV. I got a couple of interviews that I need to do as well. I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you all very much.